Hey everybody, it's your old pal Andrew. Just wanted to give you the skinny on what the heck Patreon is. Maybe you've seen it in the episode descriptions. Maybe you've heard me talking about it. Maybe you've heard other podcasters talking about it. What the heck is Patreon? Patreon is a community for creators. That's it. it you know, whether it is artists, people making podcasts, people making videos, uh, a, a way to connect with people through their discords. It is just an avenue for you to support the creators that you love. So, for instance, us here, Good Talk Studios, we have four podcasts on the Patreon. Bonus episodes of The Gentleman Overlords, where me, Max, and Robert talk about stuff that we didn't talk about on the main podcast. So, for instance, we did an entire rundown of Falcon and Winter Soldier, Loki, Marvel's What If, Hawkeye. Uh, We're currently doing The Book of Boba Fett. We've also done episodes where we played games. We've done episodes where we broke down other stuff. Over 50 bonus episodes of Gentleman Overlords over there. Bonus episodes of Throwback to School. Liza and I have played games there. We've we've caught up. We've talked about stuff that is not topical for a throwback podcast. Uh, We have The Ring Rant with me and Dr. Wally, where we have over 100 episodes of us talking about horrible TNA (laughs) pay-per-views and a WCW pay-per-view here and there and things like that it's just us breaking down some wrestling shows and having fun and then recently we've added nerd dumb plus nerd dumb plus which is me and taylor just shooting the shit we found that we were having great bits before and after shows and what it was getting lost to the ether so now we put it on patreon so these are all available to you for five dollars a month that is a cup of coffee a month and you get all these bonus episodes Usually two a week, sometimes one, sometimes three. Usually two. So get that for $5 a month. Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Good Talk Studio. And again, just five bucks a month or $1 a month. You get one podcast a month and you get to support a great cause, us. Anyways, thank you so much and enjoy today's episode. Welcome, our new gentlemen, overlords. Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together. How we doing? Hey, everybody! It's the gentlemen, overlords. I'm Andrew. I'm Max. I'm Robert. And guys, um, did you see that that video that's going around the internet? That kid who runs into chemistry class every morning and screams, "It's Kate! It's Chem Time, baby!" <laughs> no, I sorry, missed that. It was a, yeah, I was going around Twitter. Just this kid who like sticks his his foot through the door and he like grabs onto the sides of the door and every morning just screams, "It's." cam time baby and like you can tell like kids are just like having conversations and then all of a sudden he just like bursts through the door like he's a tv character and just it like somebody started filming him i think on like day 19 because it's got like you know day 19 chem time day 20 chem time he's been doing it he did it for like a month like they videotaped him doing it like 12 times and they had caught him on like day 19 it was really pretty entertaining wow I don't feel like one of the popular kids in school. (laughs) I feel like if that was first or second period, I would have clocked that kid. (laughs) Like I, I can't do that this early in the morning. I slept through second period every single day. (laughs) 
Wow. What about like fourth or fifth period? Would you be into it? Yeah, at that at that point, I would be hyped. Yeah, I'd be all about chem time at that point. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think if it were first period, I mean, first period chemistry would be fucking rough, regardless be, of that's like a, that's a certified F for me right out the gate. Chemistry at like fifth period was already hard enough, and like first period, nah. Yeah, that would have been a double win because I definitely sl- slept through all of second period. And I definitely slept through most of chemistry. So if you combine the two of those together, <laughs> no there's chance. no way I'm awake. No chance. Uh, well, guys, speaking of uh, chemistry, let's talk about some movies we've seen. Don't you forget about me. Look my way, girl. Something <laughs> breakfast. Movies we've seen. Movies, guys. Roberts, go first. Remember, remember to keep it chemistry related. Yeah. So, yes, I, so I, I don't want to ruin that segue. Um. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Weird. Well, science. this movie features uh, a chemistream, a poison garden. Oh. That the villain that the villain of this new Bond film tends to. Wow. That's right. I watched No Time to Die. Wow. Ooh. Final Daniel Craig, James Bond film. Um, I enjoyed it. I I just kind of have like, I've always been kind of on the fence about, on the fence isn't the right word, but like, I don't know if I love the continued like singular story of the Craig Bonds. Um, I do think it connects you to the character more and but then requires you to kind of remember everything that came before it, unlike most of the other Bond films, which are almost exclusively standalone. Mm-hmm. Um, How did so, you feel knowing he didn't want to be in the movie at all? Did that, that affect true? your watching? I, I mean, like he was producing it by that point too. I feel like he produced the last couple. So I think that there's like, he didn't want to do it probably, but it's also like he's getting paid to do it. And I, I have to, I have to believe somewhere in him, he wanted to have a good send off or a good finale for his films. Um, he wanted to make his, make it as bad as he could. That's, yes. what, that's what he said in some interviews. Well, mission accomplished, Mr. Craig. No, um, <laughs> I thought there were, I thought definitely thought there were worse entries or more boring entries. At least I didn't, I didn't really like quantum of solace, um, which is a shame. Cause that is a like right away follow up to uh, casino Royale, which yeah. is probably my favorite of the Craig bonds. Um, I feel like I enjoyed, um, Skyfall, um, Spectre, I think I was on the fence about, and that was another one where they had gotten the rights to use the name Spectre, which is like the shadow organization, and and Blofeld and things like that. So it sort of felt like, well, quick, we can use this now. And it, and it sort of, it, it, it smacked of uh, using Khan in the Star Trek movie for me. Right. It's like, you can use it, so you're going to use it, and you're denying up and down that that's going to be the case. And then the movie comes out, and it's like, ah, see, it's, it's, you know, there gotcha. it all is. I don't know. It just seems like a weird, a weird choice in some ways. Um, but I liked it and there were some good performances. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't want to say too much because it's still a pretty new movie and, and definitely hindered by this was kind of like coming out on the cusp of the, of the coronavirus. And since then, you know, it's been kind of like delayed, delayed, delayed. Um, you can watch it online now for rental, but um, yeah, worth checking out, especially if you have any sort of affection for, that uh, series of films, I think it's a pretty good, pretty good send off. Um, is, is that not HBO Max? I don't think so. Uh, 
I don't know if there's an exclusivity. You might be able to watch or, or rent it on a few things now. I could be wrong. Hmm. I, I don't recall what I watched it on. Um, whatever you're loyal to. <laughs> um, I watched Judge Dredd with Sylvester Stallone. I am the law. It's so frustrating that like in the newer Dredd. He doesn't with, say um, that. What's that? Uh, that uh, Carl Urban doesn't say it like that. That is, yes, that pisses me off a lot. But no, like, Dread is just like a comic-y character where, like, he never takes his helmet off because, well, number one, it's so bullets don't enter your brain. And you, why would you, as a police officer in, in Mega City, take it off? It's like he had, and he has, I'm not shocked, He has no Stallone. helmet, almost. Yeah, in the, it's yeah. the entire movie, basically. He, It's like he gets it back at the end. And other than that, he has, like, weird blue contacts. So his eyes are just extra, like, bright and kind of, like, uh, strange. Um I do like when Rob Schneider makes fun of, like, does a Judge Dredd impression back to him. I am the... Like, he does it, like, to him when they're, like, on their way to, to the prison or whatever. Um, I think there's some fun stuff, and there's, like, some practical things. Like, the bikes are all chunky and crazy looking. Um, the armor is, like, great. It looks like comic book armor with the big gold eagle pauldron and stuff. Um, I love the war robot that um, the bad guy kind of resurrects and has as his bodyguard. It looks so cool. Um, there's some really fun stuff. I feel like if it, I feel like it probably gets uh, made fun of, but it's it's not as good as the new one. I like the new one a lot more, but there is a lot of charm to it. And I, I enjoyed revisiting it. In that in that same vein, I'm much more of a fan of Rob Schneider's more recent comedy than I am. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. When are we doing getting the Happy Madison of just the you can do it guy? <laughs> yeah. Just that. We'll movie. do a series. We'll do a series. Um, I rewatched uh, Willow. Uh, someone streamed it on uh, in the Discord, um, and that was really fun to revisit. I love that movie. Uh, they're doing a new TV series on Disney Plus mm -hmm. coming up uh, with a great looking cast. The the only like sort of footage of it is it's not footage at all it's it's uh the cast like hanging uh, out and like yeah, the cast hanging out and being introduced um which not is knowing very... how to pronounce warwick davis's name <laughs> yeah it's very <laughs> charming and i'm like excited to see all of them in the show and they all seem to have you know hard to tell from just that footage but they all had a good sense of humor in the in the sketch so yeah. i was just like okay i like this um there's no w I... or wick yeah or wick <laughs> um yeah yeah there's have you seen that max it's, uh, yeah, it's very yeah. good yeah, uh, I'm maybe, excited maybe for that show. Um, Jack Reacher is what I also watched. Which one? Tom yeah. Cruise. Never turn back. I, whatever. I haven't. I've heard not great things about the sequel, which is a shame because I did enjoy the first one. Um, but yeah, that's Tom Cruise um, facing off against the evil Werner Herzog. No. Um, he is great uh, in it, Werner. I wish he was. I mean, he did uh, Mandalorian stuff. I I would like to see him in more stuff. Jack Reacher, like I want to see the baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he's very imposing in that without doing almost anything. It's it's good stuff. He's a natural. Um, so yeah, I would recommend Jack Reacher if, if folks haven't checked it out. Um, watched the Warriors. It's a favorite of mine, and I found out that uh, the version I own on DVD is the director's cut, which is the cut that is. Um, I think the only one like commercially available when you buy it usually. And it's the one that adds like comic book panels and transitions. Mm. And I hate it. Oh, <laughs> I, I like, a, I, I, I can dig a comic book movie and I like Ang Lee's Hulk is a weird movie, but like, he really does some like, you know, weird panels and shifting yeah. and transitions. And I'm like, Hey man, you, you did, you know, kind of do some comic booky stuff. Interesting. I like it. 
the the Warriors one is bad. Everything will pause. A speech bubble will come up with what they just said. It'll like zoom across oh, like pages to another thing. And it just is like, I don't even believe, I mean, I maybe need to read an interview, but I, I find it hard to believe that he's like, this was my vision originally. It's like, <laughs> really? Um, it just takes me out of it. So I was able to watch the old version and the first time in so many years. Um, so good. It's a very, uh, the, the warriors are all kind of weird dudes and some of them are pretty, are bad. And, uh, but they're all, you know, gross gangs running through, you know, eighties, New York. So, um, I really dig it. And I, it kind of got me on, uh, wanting to watch more movies from that era, which I, I ended up doing a little bit, but, um, I really don't need to say much about the warriors. Check it out. If you haven't seen it, um, scary stories to tell in the dark. That's the new wow. Robert. I thought you'd what? never watch this movie because of that, that, uh, particular image in one of the books you used to really make you poop your pants. That's true. Still, Hey, still, um, uh, they did, I think, reference that one. I think they might have had effectively that 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 corpse or that that kind of person in it. Um Check your pants, find out. <laughs> <laughs> yep, still dirty. Um it was all right. I liked it. It, you know, it was it was sort of trying to incorporate the idea that like this person in the universe, and this is also like during the Vietnam era when the movie takes place this person wrote all these stories and then they kind of like manifest and come to life. So goosebumps kind of, but like they're writing themselves like at also like real time, like they look at the journal and they, they also can't get rid of it. They can't like burn it or, you know, destroy it. And then it'll start to write a story and it'll incorporate the name of one of their friends. And they realize like what's happening is about to happen to the person they know. And they have to get to them like the spider you know, bite that, you know, is actually, you know, spider eggs in the girl's face and uh, Harold, the scarecrow, that very famous one. What is the um, tone of the movie? Is it supposed to be like scary or is it supposed to be kind of silly? It is, it is like, I mean, like scary with quotes. Cause like, I didn't, I didn't find it super scary, but it is like a horror movie. It is scary. Um, there's some comedy too. It's like, you know, teens running around kind of experiencing this mostly. I would say it's like a pretty, it's a fairly tame uh, horror movie, but also there's just like some disturbing stuff. Like, when the kid gets in the story, Harold, the only violent thing Harold does is um, the, I say it like it's, it's not a big deal, but you don't see it like in the, in the story, this farmer goes back to get his stool. And then when the other farmer gets to a rise in the hill, he looks back and sees that man's skin being laid out to dry on the freaking roof. And Harold is like setting it there. You don't see the act, but like, that's what happens. Sure. In this one, spoiler alert, I guess, um, a kid gets attacked and I don't know if he just gets like, like brushed or scratched by Harold, but then like, he starts to like sprout like hay out of his fingertips and then like out of his mouth, like Ugh. choking him. And like, he becomes like a scarecrow, which is a gross, like creepy image, but it's also just like, it kind of feels like the tamed down version for the, for the movie. Sure. Um, there's some good stuff in there, but I'm a huge fan of the book. So it was just, I just never expected it to sort of live up to what I was wanting. And it also kind of teases like, Maybe we'll get the people that were hurt back. There's a way. It was like at the end, like dun dun dun. We have to get the infinity stones together and snap yeah. them back. More scary stories to tell in the dark coming soon, I guess. Um rewatched Batman Begins. Holds up. Hadn't seen that in more than a few years. Really like that. I, think I've, I don't think I've watched that one since I saw it first. And that 
really didn't love, i didn't love it the first time so i should wow. go back and watch it give you it should revisit shot. it i really like it i like the origin of it i i it, origins are so hard because you're just like wanting the person to become batman or iron man or whatever for you know for the whole movie but mm-hmm. i really love the way they set up bruce wayne and and why he's upset and why he leaves gotham and then his training and coming back and kind of like how he starts to pursue his you know justice for the city um i think it's also like you also have to kind of look at it and know like it didn't necessarily like lay the groundwork but it just did a really great version of an origin story in my opinion so i think if you see it and you're like this is all very familiar i'm sure there's just like so many movies have like kind of bid that since then um and i think it's like kind of good to put into perspective like when it came out and stuff but it's uh it's great i was a huge fan um, of the uh, jimmy fallon spoof tank man begins <laughs> That's right. I should look. I should look that one back up. I think it's on the. I mean, you made probably didn't watch Doesn't it on there, DVD. But the I think Italian guy on the roof, like, hey, yeah. I just put it. Curse are you, a tanker man? <laughs> oh God. Um. So keeping with my, after the Warriors, I was like, I want to kind of stay in this zone. I want gritty, kind of seventies, eighties New York movies, small genre. Um. Yeah, not a lot so of. I those. did. I did Nighthawks, another Stallone movie, and this is um earlier one i want to say this is 81 or seven, maybe 79 or 81 or something um i am the it's, hawk <laughs> it's him and R- rutger hauer you guys should google nighthawks and look at what stallone looks like in this movie it's a great look he's got a big mop it's of hair he's got big glasses and a beard the italian um, stallion was that what you wanted me to google yes italian stallion full movie and that's on napster you can find that <laughs> um uh, I, I enjoyed it. It was it was interesting. Rutger Hauer is a, a European terrorist, and he blows up a bomb in London, and then kind of like they're like the terrorists that he was working for were like, er, that was a little extreme. So he kind of goes into hiding and makes his way to New York to kind of pull another another job. And Billy D. Williams and Stallone are the two cops on his case. Um, That's what I was gonna say. I'm looking up these pictures, and Stallone looks a lot like Billy D. Williams. <laughs> You truly belong with us here among wow, the clouds. Wow, he does look weird. I like Stallone. it. I, I think it's a cool look. Yeah. It's a good and, look. I, I, and that's the other thing. I feel like this is such an early Stallone that there was, not that I don't think he look. I don't think he thinks he looks good, hey, this but is a pretty good there's look just a little me. less ego going on. I felt like, you know, he was grateful probably for this role. Whereas I feel like by the time of Dread, he's like, helmet off, always. <laughs> so I, I appreciated that. What um, about it's, put it's, a quaff to my ear? And then uh, something about uh, brisk iced tea. <laughs> um, it's an interesting ah. one. I, I enjoyed it. People should uh, should check it out because I hadn't really heard about uh, it before. I, that was and, a that was a you, you reminded me, Robert, you because I was listening to last week's Doughboys and they were uh, doing that McDonald's jingle game. Oh yes. And when they did the um, what was it? No, it was Coca Cola. The Coca Cola jingle. Always Coca-Cola. Yeah, and when they got to that one, and it was jess mckenna and mitch were just like recounting that always the real thing always coca-cola yeah. i was singing so along and i was just like i can't believe i haven't heard the song in probably 12 years or more but like i was like i knew the words and the rhythm to it just by heart that was so that sinister advertising it just it's that yeah it's an ear well y'all remember it on your deathbed and you'll forget the names yeah. of dear friends yeah <laughs> you've known but yeah um, now this the rocky brisk iced tea commercials are now in my head so thank there you there you go thank you well you're welcome um all right come home stretch of my list y'all uh i also watched after hours which is a scorsese film um that i had not seen interesting scorsese movie not not what i normally expected 
this feels like a one for me at one before a one for you kind of thing where he did a weird movie late at night in uh, the eighties in New York. And it's the best friend. I I'm, I'm mad that I don't have his name in front of me, but um, he's the best friend in American werewolf in London who gets attacked by the werewolf and then comes back as like a zombie basically. Um, And it's sort of like, he goes out to meet a girl late at night and then it's sort of like his shenanigans trying to get back home because he kind of just he's then he's like oh, i'm i'm wasting my time he leaves her goes to a bar something happens he goes to this other thing and, and the whole time he's just like i wish i was just could just get back home and um uh, a lot of different kind of like character actors in there uh terry gar is in it who's great um Interesting. I, I enjoyed it. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, now, you saw this movie in theaters the way that Scorsese would like you to see his movies, of right? Of course. Yeah. Mr. Scorsese, I would never. <laughs> now, um, Mar- Marty is a listener, so... Uh... Yeah. He made me send a picture of my TV to determine if the diagonal of it was large enough for, for his liking. Um, surround sound, unfortunately, I didn't have set up. Mr. Scorsese, I'm sorry. Um, after that... Watch, watch it again. You haven't watched I it. I didn't truly see it. I watched it, but did I see it? Uh, uh, Jamie and I watched Eternals because she hadn't seen it and she was interested. Um, and I really enjoyed it on the second time around as well. I enjoyed it the first time. It wasn't like, it's not my top tier of Marvel. Um, but I like it. And it was, I liked that she appreciated it too. Eternals. This whole time I was trying to figure out which Turtles movie you watched. <laughs> Those did just go up on Netflix recently. so that's... I did watch Mar- uh, Marvel's Eternals Secret of the Ooze. <laughs> <laughs> Eternals in Time. This was also the night, the same night that the volcano blew up. Oh. So, which is spoiler for the movie. I mean, not that big a spoiler, but there's a volcano exploding at the end of this film. Um, Yeah. So weird. Did I do that? (laughs) The celestial was being birthed. (laughs) The satellite image was just me watching the the Eternals. The epicenter. (laughs) Um, And then the final film I watched most recently we're back to Werner from Jack Reacher, but this time he's behind the camera. I watched Grizzly Man, wow, uh, which I'd seen before. It's a great movie, very frustrating movie because the uh, character or the subject is um, you understand how much he loves these animals and you wish you could shake him and say you can do that in you can take care of them in so many other ways that don't require you to um, try and be a bear and live with them in their environment where they don't want you and you shouldn't your presence habituates as someone says in the movie them to humans they shouldn't be they shouldn't be acclimated or around people in 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 the best case scenario mm-hmm. so um if you haven't seen it it's an incredible film that also has the famous and sort of memeable moment where uh Werner does hear the audio of the attack that killed uh the man and his girlfriend uh, the camera was running the lens cap was on, so there's only audio. And he tells um, the woman who is a former girlfriend and uh, friend of the subject, um, you must never listen to this. Um, and that has then been used for a myriad of things. But um, it is, it's great. I mean, Werner is, yeah, in, he's a great actor, great director. Um, so that's that's the movies I've seen, y'all. Mm-hmm. Max, what about you? Um, let's see. Uh, 
I got to open up my phone. I, I wasn't expecting <laughs> it to end, even though you uh, set it up several times. That it was going. So, Here comes the last uh, one, and we'll queue up Max for the next one. And yeah, uh, this it, is okay, the very go. last one. Uh, I watched a movie that you guys have both seen already and talked about, uh, Barb and Star Go to Taco Del Mar. And um, <laughs> I, really- I love that tie-in, too. So <laughs> I, I was really, like, I thought it was really organic the way that they just were eating those Taco Del Mar burritos the entire time, those Mondo. Time. Yeah, yeah really, label out. Really made me want to go and get, get one. They're so good. Uh, anyways, uh, that one was funny. That one was unexpected too. I didn't know anything about it going in. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it kind of, um, made it enjoyable, right? Like, um, not really knowing what the, they reveal pretty early on kind of what the movie is going to be. Yeah. <laughs> at least reveal that the, the movie is going to be wild. Cause you're like, this is what it's going to be about. Right. <laughs> like, but like none of that is in the promotional material, which like no. I'm really thankful for. Cause I was, yes. yeah. Yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was the, funny. Uh, Those people are all, all like uh, doing a great job, doing great comedy. Mm-hmm. What's the name of Jamie Dornan? Jamie What's Dornan. The the... Yeah. Yes. Um, and maybe we mentioned that in another episode. I don't remember, or maybe I just we said it off the pod. But um, the moment we're at the they're at the bar and they're kind of chatting him up and they're just kind of you know just just friendly mm-hmm. and then they all get that drink to drink together and the bartender turned around and it's like finished. <laughs> And they're like, you, he's like, you finished it? And it's like, yeah. And it's like, and the little treasure chest with like three pills inside? Yep, we all took a little pill. It's like, oh, okay, well, you're going to get full. And then like, they start dancing. They start like tripping and free. Like uh, just the concept of a <laughs> giant punch bowl drink with like drugs inside right. that you take later and stuff. And Oh man, I just, that tickled me to know. Yeah. It was so funny. Yeah, that was a good one. That, I wish more, fun. I know that people lament it all the time, but like I want, just weird goofy shit like that too i think that's yeah. a kind of comedy that should keep coming out and i want feels like lonely island and a few other folks kind of were doing that and and it's not a lot else and i i, I love that stuff i think it's hard to nail it's hard to like mm-hmm. it is get one but also there are often times where i'm just in the mood for that right like i mm-hmm. like to watch a comedy but i don't want to watch one that isn't good <laughs> yeah because there are so many of those too where it's just like all right, I can watch this whole thing, think I'm supposed to be laughing, but uh, there's really nothing to to make me laugh. But that one was a good one. I'm, I'm glad I watched it. Then I watched uh, The Starling with um, with Melissa McCarthy and Chris, o- Chris O'Dowd, I think is his name. Mm-hmm. From like Bridesmaids and IT Crowd. Yes. Yeah. And um, like it's about a like a married couple who lost a kid and are trying to like okay sounds figure sounds out funny their life so after far. that <laughs> it's a yeah it's not what you would expect from these two actors i suppose um but uh it also follows this starling in their yard that starts attacking melissa mccarthy but the starling is cg and horrible cg oh like it, oh. and and they show it all the time it's it, the, the movie is named after it the titular uh, so, starling so like yeah <laughs> right off the bat they have a like through the credits through the titles um in the intro they have the starling flying around through the world and being chased by a crow and then like picking up something off of the ground and like flying around so right off the bat we we're like i hope they don't 
do any more of this in the rest of the movie and but the rest of the movie has a ton of it i it was a bad decision also it like didn't really hit those notes that you feel like it should i think i cried once near the end Mm -hmm. but like for the most part just did not hit and it it just took i don't know it's not only once it's not touching forget it yeah exactly exactly um i wouldn't recommend this movie and then i watched power of the dog what do you think um that's one that like i don't know if i would have like a hearty recommendation but i i might i might tell people to watch it it's very slow and it's slow, i don't know it's... if i don't know if by the end of it it really like earns it entirely i think mm-hmm. like for a lot of it you it i mean it's kind of interesting cuz it's t- telling a story that like unfolds certain things as you come across it but it takes a long time so for a lot of it you're just watching uh benedict cumberbatch be an asshole over and over and over and over again yeah but a lot of folks like this, in that are jerk are jerks yeah and there's like slow torture but it's also just like um like the imagining of this this the person who is in charge who, who wrote it or directed it whatever it's just like life was not only grim back in the days but just like joyless entirely joyless there's really nothing worth living for in there nobody had any sense of humor people were just mean to each other always and that's kind of how it felt <laughs> and and so it was like quite a bummer of a movie hey, and, but that uh, dog though right remember when it was like picked up the house and uh you know use its supersonic bark that was crazy <laughs> yeah the incredible powers of that dog uh it kind of gets like in the advertising the they don't really talk about the superpowered dog a lot but they i feel really like they don't. should play yeah. it up a little bit well more. to be fair i mean the movie's kind of mislabeled it's only called the power of the dog sounds like it should be the powers of the dog that's true yeah you know he has at least one but that's probably why people but, didn't see it yeah i think for sure crypto was my favorite character in that um aren't movie. they doing a dc pets tv show and they it's are. the rock the rock Disney they are voice. but they're also not using like there's an established team of like dc like animals and they're like not using those huh. other than crypto so people are also like what the fuck you have it all, it all right here yeah is the is the bad now i'm again? boycotting dc <laughs> Re- first reestablish the Snyderverse and bring in yeah. the real dc pets and let snyder direct the dc pets. that's movie, right thank you where all the animals die in the beginning and the end <laughs> The suicide dogs. <laughs> You're about to get boned. Wow. Hell yeah. We're on to still here, guys. Gun's still directing somehow. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also saw a movie with um, Mahershala Ali in it. The New Blade? The New Blade. It's called The New Blade. It's not out yet for you guys, for you scrubs. Oh, what the f- Yeah. Your uncle um, gave you a screener early. That's right. And he also uh, works that's what he Nintendo. called it a screener. Um, <laughs> Swan Song is the <laughs> Swan Song is the name of the movie, and uh, it was really good. It's a like near future sci-fi involving a terminal illness and the ability to clone yourself, and like deciding if that's the right thing to do. It's really good. I this is one I definitely like. It's like it's a little on the slow end, but like worth the watch and very fun. 
by fun i mean <laughs> fun is not the word i would describe this uh, it's a romp it's it's very uh uh good oh okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh good god what's my problem it yeah it they they do a good job with it it's got a lot to think about and um there are parts that are fun. I guess I should say that Aquafina is in it and they're like the, the interactions between characters are fun, but it's all mm-hmm. like, you know, with the idea of, of death and, and like, I don't want to, I don't want to tell too much about it, but sure. It's, it's very good. And uh, I would recommend watching it. It's on Apple TV. So it might be difficult if you don't have it to, to find it. But uh, if you have a chance, check it out. Sure. Uh, and then I watched Macbeth with um, Denzel Washington and, oh my gosh, what is her name from Three Billboards? Uh, this Andrew, is terrible. help me out. I think it's the person who I did the, the wrong impression of the last time. It's, no, I, don't, no. <laughs> I remember that, not, not uh, Jody. Anyways, um you just talk uh, about the movie, I'll get to it. Yeah, yeah, Joel. But you love uh, the immortal bard. Frances McDormand. Frances yes. McDormand. And uh, sh- she's married to the director, Joel Cohen, I think. Um, oh, interesting. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> wonder how she got um, that job. So it was, it's a black and white and like, a, you know, the square version, kind of like the lighthouse. Everything's black and white and it's in the square. But... Um, and it's all Shakespeare. I, I, there are definitely some very interesting visuals in here. Like the witches, they have the the weird sisters. Uh, they do a great job with with just like making them very strange and move around in different ways, kind of like uh, locking their arms, kind of. And and um, they also have like cool effects where when you when they first appear one of the witches is standing but there are like two um two reflections in the water of like as if there were two people standing there instead of one uh there are a lot of cool things like that the the whole thing is set up pretty well but it also has weird cg birds in it which weren't all that great Mm -hmm. um and i i don't necessarily love shakespeare um like I don't think it's it's hard for me to 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 get into. Yeah. I took Shakespeare I, when it's delivered with the the Shakespearean lines. I took a Shakespeare class and like have studied Shakespeare. I don't particularly like Shakespeare to be it's not and my cup of tea. I think it's especially bad coming from Americans. Yeah. And un- unfortunately it has the two main uh actors are american Mm -hmm. because i think like some of the other lines like benquo uh the his performer he was uh british and or scottish or irish or whatever (laughs) uh but something like that someone from over there and i think it just sounds a lot better i i i feel like there's a certain amount of um like people get into this whole theater idea of Shakespeare where, where they're performing what, how it's been performed for, you know, how they've seen it performed, Mm -hmm. but Uh the, the lines themselves are kind of delivered as an, 
homage to Shakespeare rather than like as descriptions, right? Mm-hmm. Like, first of all, the the language is outdated, but I feel like the the cadence is has not been picked up. Like, I feel like it was probably delivered way differently than the way that people imagine it delivered now, and it doesn't work in my opinion, sure. but there are, there are certain ways to do it. And I, I, I watched a video on the original pronunciation of Shakespeare, the OP, how, how it was pronounced back in the day. And um, it basically sounded like Davy Jones from um, Pirates of the Caribbean. It sounded oh, like a pirate the talking. Hmm? They're going to say Davy Jones, the lead singer of the monkeys. That's <laughs> Yeah, it sounded like a monkey song, and you really need to get that rhythm. Hey, hey, this is Shakespeare. <laughs> Maybe we need to shake you around. <laughs> shake you around. Uh, but if you don't sound like a pirate, it doesn't come off uh, all that well. So, like, I think that a lot of people, include. <laughs> it's weird because I also watched a behind-the-scenes video at the end where Denzel Washington is just talking himself up and uh, Francis McDormand up and just talking about how how amazing they were, how they were like these forces of nature and just so amazing at what they did. And they were like, not my favorite parts of it. Uh, and I just feel like it's tough. It's tough to nail that. I kind of wish it was British and it wasn't. That's sorry. all. So <laughs> don't, sorry. Don't watch Macbeth. <laughs> but it's got some cool visuals in it. Uh, so if you want to just like, just watch through it and, and look out for the visuals, it could be fun for you. But that's all I've seen. How about you, Andrew? I watched I Love You, Man, the Paul Rudd, Jason Segel movie, and it has not aged super well. I think, like, mm. <clears throat> I was expecting it to be, I was expecting more, because of when it's made, it's like 2009 or something, I was expecting some, like, out-of-date jokes and, like, or, you know, like, some stuff that wouldn't have aged well in terms of, like, you know, homophobia or misogyny, and there's, like, a little bit of that, but for the the thing that really I think we've outgrown is the like the kind of comedy that came from the office, which is just like, let's make the audience feel as uncomfortable as possible, like cringy humor. And this movie is like, was made at the peak of the office, like season four of the office. So I feel like that was like what everybody thought was like the funniest shit possible at the time. And it's just like, it's not that funny anymore. And Mm. I thought it, you know, like for a cast I really like, it's Paul Rudd, Jason Siegel, Rashida Jones, <clears throat> uh, Andy Samberg is in it, J.K. Simmons is in it, um, Joe Latrulia, like it's a huge, great cast, Rob Hubel, but like it just didn't, I don't know, it just didn't like age very well humor wise. And I was, I think, expecting, like I wasn't expecting to lose my shit watching it, but I think I was just a little disappointed that it wasn't as funny as I remember it being. But yeah, yeah, I don't. I mean, like, I didn't think it was horrible, but it, yeah, it wasn't as as good as I remembered. But uh, I, that's all for me for movies. Let's talk about some TV shows. Did it one? Did it do TV shows we've seen? <laughs> we've seen. Uh oh, hang we're on. Ourselves an X Men fan. Yeah, we're talking about X Men. <laughs> I watched I clicked the, on the wrong cartoon. screen. Um, yeah, we're talking about the X Men. We got ourselves. We watched the whole animated series. Three X Men. Disney Plus version. Yes. Uh, sorry about that, Robert. Did you watch any TV? Not really. I don't believe so. Sorry. 
Max, what about Literally, you? Literally, I was eight. I had movies on the brain. Yeah. Well, now I have an excuse to not uh, be ready. That was really quick. Uh, I watched, uh, I've been watching Orphan Black season, or I'm up to, I think, through season four. Uh, so just one season left to watch and then um, going to go into the podcast and find out what that's all about. Yeah. Uh, it's a fun show. Still just, you know, uh, can't stop saying how how amazing it is. What mm-hmm. uh, Tatiana, Tat, Tatiana, Tatiana. It's, it's actually Tatiana. It's Tatiana Mislani. Mislani, yeah. But yeah, she does a great job. Felix does a great job. There's a lot of stuff that I'm like forgetting happened. But um, it's fun going back in and watching it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also forgot that, uh, and this is earlier, this is a few seasons ago, but um, Goku from uh, Dragon Ball Evolution is in it. Uh, he is? <laughs> for, for a bit. Yeah, he is. Does he get um, knocked into a watermelon in the starting, like in the Dragon Ball movie? Yes, that's what oh, happens. Oh, good. <laughs> it's written into his contract. He has to. <laughs> have a watermelon thing no he's my like, opening uh, scene i must always crash headfirst into a watermelon he plays a, a drug dealer um goku like, yeah really what would what would master roshi think of that he'd be so disappointed in him i also watched the new season of of queer eye which um is really good up until the last episode Oh. Skip the last episode. It's garbage. <laughs> what happens in the last episode? I mean, you don't have to say everything, but like, is it like, uh, what, what changes? Like, what ha- Like, it, it was a person who is doing totally fine. Oh. Who they came and didn't really help. He's, he's like a recording artist who's like been on, he was on tour with um, Dua Lipa and Katy Perry internationally. And then, like, 2020 hit, and he kind of had to stay at home with his family who really loves him. And uh, he didn't write as many songs as he'd had oh, before. poor guy. That's what it felt like the whole time. I kept thinking, like, oh, but then he lost his parents. Oh, you know, then he tried to commit suicide. Oh, then, so, you know, something was going to come up. No, he was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing all right, I'm a bit but of I could a rut. Be better. And they were like, they came in, and they were looking at his house. They're like, your house is pretty nice. Um, you know, I guess yeah. what we can we do? Re- replace your fur- like some of your furniture, I guess. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, hey, this uh this dishwasher's busted. We can fix that. Is that all right? It's like, sure, cool. Yeah, you cured my writer's block. A full <laughs> episode of that shit the whole time. I'm That's, just like, and that then, is annoying. And then they're like, their hair. He's like, I love your hair. I'm just gonna cut it so you can see your ears. That's it. <laughs> That's your all. hair's a little shaggy than it shaggier than it should be here let yeah, me this is a little trim give you a little trim it's just not what i'm looking for Weird. from queer eye i want i want people who are really you know their life is turning around and they're making things better for them not like hey we're just going to help a friend out right you know and they're like actually can you give us some tips like you seem like you have <laughs> <Yeah. pretty> together. <laughs> it, it, i don't know what it was maybe somebody on the on the cast really wanted to meet blacklight the performer the musician sure. or whatever. and so they're just like yeah he, he lives in in austin let's get him but the the rest of the, like all the rest of it was really touching there was one other episode that i didn't cry in and that was um the the rancher guy but i still felt like it was more of a compelling touching and and like you you could see some progress being made whereas this one it was just like right off the bat his kids like 
I love my dad and everything that he does. I was like, well, what are we doing here then? Let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah. This guy's life is fine. And it was the whole time. <laughs> I really expected something to turn. Like, don't end the season with that. It really left a sour taste in my mouth. Like, put it in episode two or something. Like, just don't... yeah. But then, do you keep watching after that? I guess you would. You'd be like, come on, the next one's got to have something. Right. This is this is nothing. But for for that to be the last episode of the season, I would have just skipped it. I would have just said, hey, no, we just got seven. Sorry. Yeah. No, no number eight. You're fine. Weird. Anyways, Andrew, you watched anything? Yeah, I uh, watched the first three episodes of Peacemaker on HBO Max oh, with yeah. uh, John Cena. I am enjoying it a lot. It is like, you know, uh, it is done. I think like James Gunn either directed or wrote like five of the episodes. Uh, so it very much has a feel of the Suicide Squad. And John Cena is so fun in it. It's really weird to see what like he is able to do and like allows himself to do outside of WWE because he's just he's a weirdo. Like in this show, he's a fucking weirdo. And like. He's so precious about his image in WWE that like, or maybe they were precious with, with his image that seeing him do like really weird shit is really fun. And the show is really funny. It's violent. It's, you know, it's a spiritual successor to the suicide squad, but, um, vigilante is like a really funny character in it. Um, they brought back Steve Agee and, um, the blonde agent from the movie and then introduce a new character who's kind of like a wet behind the ears kind of new agent that is part of their team too. So it's fun. I really enjoy it. I think both you guys, you, both of you liked the Suicide Squad. So I think you'll like the show too. Yeah, I'm excited to check it out. Yeah, I, I didn't think I wanted to watch any more Peacemaker until I saw the trailer. Mm -hmm. Like after seeing him in the movie, he was like the character I least wanted to see like continue into yeah. more. But like the trailer made it look like a lot of fun and uh yeah we'll we'll see how it yeah, goes i'm definitely a, going to watch it at some point yeah there's a i mean like i i don't want to give away too much but like there's even a part where like he's remorseful about like stuff that he did in the movie like it's like they do try and like flesh out his character because like you know slight spoiler i mean it happened so early in the first episode everybody hates him because he's a fucking like he's a psychopath like he's a murderer and so like everyone's just like i don't want to work with you but we have to and he even has his own like attack of conscience of like why why did why am i doing this stuff like you know i'm a bad guy and you know hates himself well like it, in but... suicide squad he's like i want peace so bad and i'll kill any man woman or child to get it right like... <laughs> okay um I also watched Abbott Elementary, which is a new show on uh, ABC, which is like sort of a like the the mockumentary or documentary sort of thing of like The Office or Parks and Rec, where they like talk to characters, talk to camera, but they also have th other things going on. Um, it's really good. I have enjoyed it a lot. It's very touching, really funny. Um, it's like a low income elementary school in. I want to say Detroit for some reason, but I could be totally wrong about that. But really funny, uh, pretty touching. I've enjoyed it so far. It's in the first season, um, but very good. And then the other show I've been watching is Grand Crew with uh, Carl Tart from mm. The Flagrant Ones and Nicole Byer. Really funny. Really enjoying that a lot. I think that show has like a lot of potential. I hope it continues. Like The cast is really good. They have great chemistry. It's really funny. Um, I think that one's on NBC, but, you know, all this stuff you can find on Hulu, but 
really good. I'm enjoying that a lot too. It's in its first season and can't recommend it enough. Wow. Sweet. Anyways, that'll do it for the TV shows. All three of us, guys, let's talk about the movie we we watched. Uh Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Yeah, so all three of us watched uh, Venom Let There Be Carnage, right, Robert? That's correct. In fact, I'll, uh, the first thing I wanted to say about the movie is it's a 2021 American superhero <laughs> film featuring the Marvel Comics character Venom. And it's also <laughs> produced by Columbia Pictures in association with Marvel. Well said, so, Robert. So this That's is, well this said. Is That's the surprise. first thing I wanted to say about this, this movie I watched. This is a surprise for me, huh? Um, you didn't watch it? <laughs> Max, I, I've had a bit of a week, and you, I'll be honest, we, I, tr- hey, trust me, you, you saw that list of movies. I wasn't <laughs> protesting that Let That Venom Let There Be Carnage. I truly spaced, and I thought once again that we were doing Spidey. Um, <laughs> I was sitting pretty. I, I, I would have watched, <laughs> hey, I like those 70s gritty movies, but I would have sat down and watched Venom if I had remembered, and I didn't. Um, I... I, I guess we, we could we can choose which way we want to go. Two of us have watched both of these movies, so we can do Spider-Man I think, as well. I think I'm gonna go out on a limb and say, like, I'm I already told Andrew, I'm not gonna be precious about the spoilers I for think, this film. Yeah, so. I think Robert cares less about Let There Be Carnage than you care about uh Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah, yeah so Although I, it's I not say like you... I've, it's not like I've been able to avoid the spoilers. <laughs> right, at this right. Point. Some of them, I really, least, yeah, I imagine. But. I really wish they would put it out of theaters, man. Why Why do they keep trying to do Especially that? Especially right garbage? now. It's right also now. like, like it has, right now it should be out. It has uh, made its... Guy. I've watched every single one of your movies at least okay. once. It's also, so, it's made its, it's made its like two, almost like over a billion dollars at this point. Just like, let it go. If they yeah, even, if they also right. did the thing, the premium thing, people would pay like the 30 to yeah. watch it, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, don't, I, I don't love would. that model, but they would pay. I love that model. Anyways. <laughs> I don't love the $30 price tag, but I, I yeah. Yes. I, it just works for me because uh, it's the price of two tickets and you're right. I've got two people watching it. So yeah. like, yes, you're right. <laughs> right um, off the bat. So what did you think of this Andy Circus directed <laughs> anti-superhero film? Yeah. Max, uh, before we get into like, plot stuff would you recommend robert and other people see venom let there be carnage <laughs> now be well, convincing <laughs> i think robert shouldn't watch it but everybody else should Whoa. Oh. yeah you you missed your opportunity it's, yeah it's you're not allowed there. anymore no definitely watch it i i really enjoy it um yeah how about you andrew i'm kind of curious because i I felt like there was some some mixed thoughts on the previous one. Yeah, I, I, I really love the previous one. I did. I I think I yeah. I think I was kind of mixed on the first one. I liked this one a lot. I think it was like it struck the right tone of like, fuck it, <laughs> let's do whatever. Yeah. And I think like one of the things that I really enjoyed about it, and I I only realized it like maybe three fourths of the way through the movie, is like they weren't trying to do like fan service stuff. It was just like telling a wacky venom mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. And at no point during the movie were they like it, trying to wink at a character or nod at some like thing that was like in venom's past. This is just like, it barely has anything to do with the comics other than venom and carnage. 
and you know the names of Eddie Brock and Cletus Cassidy and the fact that like sound and fire scare the symbiotes but other than that it's like it's not trying really hard to be like hey don't forget you know like remember this thing from like 50 years ago in the comics wink it just like it was like a contained story it was a silly movie i enjoyed it a lot so yeah i i quite enjoyed it um I just I just had to look up to see if the uh, chicken and chocolate thing that they had going on yeah. here uh, was from the comics, and it looks like Venom does love at least chocolate in sure. the comics. Yeah, so it's introduced early that uh, you know it's been a couple years since the events of Venom, and he's sort of living somewhat in harmony with the Venom symbiote, but Venom the symbiote wants to eat people. Eddie Brock doesn't want him to eat people, so he's sort of acquiesced to chocolate and chickens, which both contain a thing that he really wants, which is, like, something that's in brains. And cho- only chocolate and chickens are the things that will satisfy this thing. Hmm. So he's... And, and I, so I just, I had a line in my head thinking about this. The chicken of chocolate, the chocolate chicken... <laughs> <laughs> the bare naked ladies lyric of course except then i looked at yeah then i was thinking wait i got that wrong it's chicken the china the, the chinese, chinese chicken, chicken. Right? it's true but then i looked that up and it was actually busta rhymes first what the uh, from from a song a tribe called quest song scenario and he says chicken of chocolate the chocolate chicken wow what and then i looked up okay so is this related the fact that there's chocolate and chicken and venom so i looked up venom busta rhymes and uh, apparently the voice that Tom Hardy does for Venom is based on Busta Rhymes, Method Man, Red Man. What? Uh, and huh? then, oh, I forget who else. But yeah, it, it was pretty funny. <laughs> that is wild. Yeah, that's that's crazy to me. Yeah, a little goose chase today. Um, yeah, I yeah, <laughs> I think like so, you know, the in the movie, Cleese Cassidy wants to grant an interview to Eddie Brock. And he, you know, Eddie Brock is now like a, he's a down and on his luck reporter. And so Eddie, Cletus Cassidy gives him access to him. They have an exchange. He bites Eddie Brock and in biting Eddie, he gets a little bit of Eddie's blood, which contains part of the Venom symbiote, which is then what becomes carnage. Huh? Yeah. And, uh, this is clearly from the comics exactly the same. Exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> I was listening uh, to that that uh, Carnage rap that I pulled up at the top. Like they have like the the actual comic, like they rap about the comic origins of, of Carnage. And I was just like, uh-huh. not anymore. Sorry. <laughs> it all comes from a bite. And uh he's in love with what's her name? Shriek? Shriek, yeah. So Shriek mm-hmm. is Carnage's girlfriend. In this, or Cletus Cassidy's girlfriend, I should say. Carnage cares not for her because she makes yeah. a very loud noise. And he don't like it. And he does not like it. Yeah. Um, I thought, like, the inclusion of Mrs. Chen, I think, was, again, like, very fun. I I really did. It was very touching how much she likes Venom. Like, mm-hmm. later in the movie, so there's a part where Venom and Eddie break up. They decide that they're going to go their separate ways. And so Venom is like jumping from like host to host and he brings one in and she's like, no, no drunks, no drunks. And it's just this like husk of a man who's like been like worn out by Venom. 
And, you know, she, like, he just says, like, chocolate. And she's like, Venom? And she, like, goes and runs over and she starts, like, like, like petting his head. Petting the, the symbiote. And she's, but it was, like, very sweet. Like, it sounds really silly, but it was, like, in this movie, like, a pretty sweet moment. I think there are a lot of parts in exactly like that where it seems very silly if you're describing it but it's actually a little bit touching yeah like a lot of things like that in this movie which is great because that's what i loved about the first one and i really wondered are they going to be able to do this again because it was kind of shocking what the first one did in terms of like it just felt strange weird buddy comedy but also like slightly touching and like um you know venom is just trying to get eddie's life on track and and eddie's kind of like self-destructive but also um venom is outwardly destructive and Mm -hmm. and eddie's trying to get him to stop doing that so they like have such a weird uh back and forth between the two of them um and it's just wild the the way that they just throw everything out there and um it feels so weird that it's it's crazy that they were able to nail that again does uh does Eddie Brock still have a cold in this one? He's a little less sick through most okay. of it. He's a little less, oh gosh, my stomach. Like he's he's got his shit together a little more in this yeah, one. Because it doesn't seem one. like that would suck if that was like the if you had a symbiote and it was like you always had a cold. That would really <laughs> suck. <laughs> yeah, I think in this one more it's it's Venom who's not doing very well. Because yeah. he's mm. tired of eating the the chicken and the chocolate. Yeah. It's a, a, also like a through line of this movie is that Eddie Brock is self-destructive in like his relationships too, which is like him and Anne have separated in the weaning years since the first movie. Um, or were they even together in the first movie? I think in the first movie there was all, they had already introduced the uh, the replacement boyfriend. Yeah. I think that they weren't were not together. Was that the same actor too in this one? I think I believe so. Dave. <laughs> yeah. Um. But that, like, him and Venom cannot get along, and all Venom wants is, like, Eddie to like him. And same thing with, like, as it's revealed, like, towards the end, Cletus Cassidy is also, like, I just wanted you to be my friend. And it's just, like, a lot of this could be saved if, like, Eddie Brock were just a little more of an emotionally available person. <laughs> just... <laughs> If Eddie could the go movie, to therapy. The movie makes a point of it, too. It's yeah. just like, it's a lot about improving just uh, who you are as a person. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I think it's so, so fun, so interesting. This, uh, I really the, thought the they, they, did, with it. they did a really good, I thought like the stuff where, um, you know, like he's walking to the prison. So like Cletus Cassidy, the governor of California decides to lift his ban on uh, executions just for Cletus Cassidy. And so he invites Eddie Brock to watch his execution because uh, Eddie broke this story that uh, like he found all like they were able to find all the bodies of Cletus Cassidy's victims. And so Eddie broke the story of where all this stuff was. So he invites Eddie to come to his execution because he's the one who's responsible for his death. And so as he's walking up to the prison, Venom's telling him, this is not a good idea. This is not a good idea. Shut up, shut up. And it's like the stuff where he's like talking to the symbiote but he's walking with like a guard and she's just like, are you talking to me? No, I'm just, um, I'm practicing what I'm going to say to Cletus. I just like, they did a lot of clever stuff to like cover for the fact that he is like a maniac, just like talking out loud to this. Do you have a lobster tank around? I can uh, dip in real quick. (laughs) There are a lot of parts of this movie that reminded me of the vibe of the lobster tank. Yeah. (laughs) And like, I think that's like, honestly, like, 
I I like that aspect of this movie that like I think it took what was silly about the first movie and just leaned into that a lot more. Like there was mm-hmm. there was not the like what was the what was the name of the lab in the first movie like Life or yeah, know, it was like the oh, Life okay. Institute or something. And just yeah. like have not having like a very like a super like it's weird because like Cletus Cassidy is a murderer and like the Carnage symbiote is like dangerous and all this stuff, but there is an element of like wackiness to it that like was kind of missing from the villain of the first movie. Yeah, because Woody Harrelson is just like over over the top charisma. That's like yeah. what what's going on in in this one. It was also More weird. Of- it was weird to cut back to the eighties. And like it's not Woody Harrelson, like a young Woody Harrelson, because we know what Woody Harrelson looks like. It or it was like 1996. They cut back to like as a flashback, and it's just like a different actor, but with Woody mm-hmm. Harrelson's voice. And it's just like we Whoa. know we know what Woody Harrelson looked like in 1996. Like we knew what he looked like in like 86. So like yeah, but Sony doesn't have like the Marvel money money to right. do like the age down. But stuff. it was just yeah, like a a different actor, but they did put Woody's voice over. It's like his. a it's like a clip from Cheers. Like, <laughs> yeah, I remember when I was working yeah. at a bar before I went crazy. Um, I also thought it was really it was because um, you Robert said that Venom was your like favorite 1998 superhero movie. Yeah, and I haven't revisited. I mean, by the way, I I haven't gone back and listened to what I said about it, but I feel like it's one of those things where it's like I wanted to like it more than I did. Yeah, and I I do I do I can't appreciate that they were you know doing some weird stuff in it, but like stuff like the ending where like the two villains look exactly the same and are fighting at night and it's CG goop where I was like, this is bad. Like, yeah, bad. Uh, well, I this, like this it. One, so I'm encouraged bit, that this sounds to be better. But this one does have a bit more of that. The, yeah. the fight between mm. uh, Carnage and Venom is, is at least a lot of reddish. <laughs> yeah, but it takes place at night. And so, oh. you know, get rid of any kind of difference you have. Yeah. Between the okay. two I was going to say, though, there's a there's a particular plot thing in this movie that really reminded me of a movie from the 90s, which was when Eddie Brock breaks the story about Cletus Cassidy's like the body count in the news. They're reporting, you know, all these families get to, you know, like finally are are at ease because they found out about their families and also the rise of reporter Eddie Brock. And it was like, this would never make the news. <laughs> like, the fact that, like yeah, a reporter's reputation reporter, has Eddie Brock been saved is such a nineties thing of like, and don't forget young reporter, Eddie Brock broke the story. It's just like, this would never make the news. <laughs> never. That's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. That, that felt or if people awful, remember his viral video of him getting in the lobster tank last year. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think overall, it's a really fun movie. I was really quite pleased with it. Like, I think it could have gone one of two ways and they could have gone with the like grittier stuff from the first movie or they could have gone with the really silly stuff and they chose to go with the silly stuff. So I was pretty, pretty pleased with that. Pretty pleased. Max, did you, did you stick around for the end credit scene? I certainly did. I was actually just going to ask you yeah. if we should be talking about that here. Yeah, I don't know why not. I mean, so the movie right. ends. He defeats Carnage. The <laughs> They they separate Carnage. Basically, Carnage tries to kill Shriek, and so she gets mad. She screams, separates Cletus Cassidy and Carnage from each other, and then Venom that eats. That relationship was never going to work out. Venom yeah. eats Carnage. <laughs> And then Venom eats Cletus Cassidy. <laughs> so 
he can like eat another symbiote too. And I just, guess like, so. It? I guess so. It was like part of him, I guess. So. Yeah. Um, also, Shriek dies because a bell falls on, falls on her. <laughs> it's, it's pretty <laughs> wild. Shriek, the bell <laughs> tolls for thee. Yeah. Um, but basically, he has to go on the run because the police now are after Eddie Brock and Venom. So he goes to, I think, Mexico is the implication. He goes to like this resort in Mexico. And as Venom is about to reveal to him that he's aware that there are multiple universes to Eddie Brock, the flash ha- like a, a flash happens and he ends up in the main MCU universe and sees on the screen, J Jonah Jameson outing Tom Hall or uh, Peter Parker as Spider-Man. Wow. The end of, of uh, far from home. Wow. Sony, okay, so- Sony truly like, please let us be part of your yeah. universe. I wasn't 100% sure what was going on. So he switched to a different universe is what you're saying that yes. he was in a different one. Cause I thought it, it was very similar to Yelena Belova's uh, five-year gap ah, from the blip uh, happening. Yeah, from the from the blip or whatever with with her coming back. So like the whole world changed around her. Same thing happened to him where he's in a hotel room, and then all you know all of a sudden everything shifts. Somebody else is in that hotel room, and there is another one. But you're saying that this is like is that confirmed that he sw- he went? That's what I. That's what the implication that I got was that he was like. Because it wasn't like the wallpaper shifting or like the the effects that they did when Yelena's like the bathroom changes around her. It was like a bit like a flash of like white light from outside came, and like that. So was they also it. didn't have like they didn't weren't able to consult and be like, "Er, what happens when?" Uh, <laughs> right. you know, it's curious. What would happen if like when the snap happened? What would right. it look like to you? And also like he didn't like fade away. It was just yeah, like he didn't die during the. Blitz. He was like, "What's happening? What's happening?" And even Venom's like what is this? What is this? And then, yeah, they end up in the same room, but like, it's a different, you know, tone of the wallpaper and uh, yeah, a different guy walks out of the bathroom. He's like, what are you doing in my room? <laughs> and Eddie Brock is just like, eh? and then that's how the scene ends. Weird. Okay. I just thought that, that they were like, they were establishing them in the MCU because there was a blip, right? Like that happened. Mm-hmm. But apparently they shifted they weren't in the mcu and now they are yeah Ah. that was the implication i got um well i guess that means that there could be another carnage well even though he got eaten true would there would be a cletus cassidy in the mcu you would think yeah um but there is confirmed to be a third venom movie coming i guess this did well enough to to necessitate a third movie and you know what i'm fucking game i really enjoyed this one a lot um and you know like i i do like as much as like i think we kind of made fun of it and i maybe like was sour on it in the first movie like the 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 tom the tom hardy you know uh, guy like as eddie brock just this kind of like weird nasally guy i'm kind of liking it i liked it a lot in this movie and so i i've come around on it Yes, it's so good. It really is like shocking how much I like this, but it's one of the funner um, superhero mo- movies, I think. Yeah. Because it's it's weird slapstick 80s, 90s kind of like fun. Mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy it. And I was worried that this one 
wouldn't nail the correct tone that the first one, like the best parts of the first one did nail, but it seems like Andy Serkis and Tom Hardy understood exactly why the first one could be successful. Yeah, why the first they understood one, the assignment. What it did. <laughs> yeah. So, and now that there's been two uh, that I feel nailed it, I feel more comfortable that the third one will have to kind of be the same tone. Yeah. Like, this one's a tone they, piece for sure. It, it's a tone piece. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I I think like, and so Tom Hardy did work on the story for this. This was like story by Tom Hardy and some and someone else. So he gets it. Like he knows what this movie is supposed to be and how silly and ridiculous it's supposed to be. And yeah, I think they, they got the tone right. So I was impressed. Very impressed. Wow. Yeah. Um, so you're in for a treat, Robert, when you get around to I can't to wait. I, I will watch it. I, I can't wait. Yeah. I do think you will enjoy some of the sillier aspects of it and- yeah, I like I think fun. Also, <laughs> oh, do you? Oh, do you? I think also that like the shock of him being in San Francisco won't be there. I feel like that took the wind out of the sails for you quite a bit. That it wasn't taking. Place it has in New to be York. New York. <laughs> it's like a character. Um, no, it was just you know it was just like it was like I think it was more that it was like had to be a Venom that wasn't connected to Spider Man. Kind of. Yeah. It's like he hasn't met him there's not even an association with like the reason that venom was like shoots web and things in at least in the cartoons and stuff is because it was on spidey originally so yeah there was none of that connection to it so that was just kind of the odd thing to me yeah i um, mean the good no, thing I, I'm, I'm totally gonna give it a shot the the really assuring thing about this is if you're unsure that it takes place in san francisco uh eddie brock is wearing a golden state warriors the city with the golden state bridge or the golden gate bridge t-shirt like in 15 different scenes he is wearing that shirt like in multiple days of this movie so if you're ever confused about where they are they let you know this is oakland or san francisco the entire time hell yeah hell yeah he has a shirt that another shirt that the other half of the time it says oakland or san francisco question mark (laughs) yeah you pick Um, I wish I, I was back in NYC. Now that you mentioned like Venom shooting webs, I don't think he ever shoots webs at all in these movies. Does right? he just jump to places? Like what? Yeah, he, he kind of does. I think he, I think you're right. I mean, there's like a few times like he uses it as like a thing to like lower somebody in this movie. Um, yeah, he has tendrils, but he's never swinging from stuff. He he jumps around. He like climbs up the side of buildings. And he jumps from one to the other. But I don't think he ever swings. Thousands of dollars, yeah, thousands of dollars in property damage just climbing up a building when he could just like and like pull himself up. And so it's just like. <laughs> I, I wonder if they'll change it at all. Like if they now that they're in the same universe, if he will and if Spider-Man ends up getting the black suit, right? Like they gotta mm-hmm. be moving towards that. And then after that, he can swing around from webs when he goes back to Eddie Brock. Yeah. Yeah. That would be kind of neat. Yeah. Well, any uh, final thoughts, Max, before we head out? Um, I want to say, no, Robert, shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, watch it. Yeah, I think it's a good one. It's really fun. And, and uh, watch the first one. Now knowing that there are two solid movies, like uh, even if you don't love the first one, I think um, watch it and then watch the second one because be- – you'll you'll end up liking it by the end of the second one yeah i, I may I, would re- think. I may re-watch the first one just because of how much i enjoyed the second one and maybe i just need to watch it with like like the the eyes of like 
I was just not maybe ready to enjoy that one. And so maybe I'll just, this isn't happening. This isn't happening. And maybe I'll really love that he's in San Francisco to not New York. Maybe that's going to pivot and be like a Venom review podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I like the Eminem Uh, song now. (laughs) The first one also has more Michelle Williams, which I think is good. I think that's one thing that this one was missing. Yeah. Probably because they, they focus more on Woody Harrelson. Femum. She's, she's in it. Yeah. She makes a, Femnum is in it for a brief moment. It's also, I will say, a extremely short superhero movie. It's ninety six minutes. So like, wow. for a superhero movie, it's a bit of a reprieve because like these things can go like, you know, yeah. No Way Home like the is trend nowadays is like two hours tops. New, least, yeah, so. No Way Home is two and a half hours. So like, for a movie to be ninety six minutes, I was like, thank you. That's pretty nice. They want me to sit in a theater for two and a half hours. They do. They, that's what they want. Sadistic freaks. <laughs> All right, everybody. That'll do it for this one. We'll see you next time. Uh, bye-bye. Bye. Bye.